Welcome. You are listening to the Cover to Cover podcast, lively conversations with cutting edge authors, hosted by Mary Elizabeth Jackson. Mary is an author, advocate, and educator. Join us to find your new favorite author, book, or inspiration. We've got you covered. And now, here's Mary. Hi, everyone. So excited to be here today. And uh, I am so excited about the author we are featuring today. Her name is Michelle Shinoweth. And she, writing edgy inspirational fiction, Michelle Shinoweth, is trying to bridge the gap between Christian and mainstream fiction. She feels like she has been called to reimagine stories of the Bible into entertaining novels that hopefully bring both believers and non believers together and help bring people back to the Bible. In her latest book, The Wise Man, based on the Bible story Solomon, she does just that. She has created an epic contemporary suspense that introduces a cast of characters like Finn Mitchell, who is the son of a former president and the newest member of the U.S. Supreme Court, where he has to make a major decision on a landmark abortion issue that involves the historic and yet very present-day hot topic, Roe versus Wade case. Her novels are filled with drama, intrigue, and romance, and include some of her titles are The Faithful One, based on the book of Job, The Peacemaker, based on the story of David and Abigail in the first book of Samuel, The Runaway Prophet, based on the book of Jonah, and The Jealous Son, based on the story of Cain and Abel in Genesis. In addition to being an author, Michelle is also an award-winning speaker, book coach, and editor, and the founder of Your Book Done Right Masterclass in Elite Coaching, which we'll be talking to her about today. She is also a college instructor of writing, publishing, and marketing fiction, and a graduate of the University of Notre Dame. Michelle and her husband have a blended family of five children and one grandchild, so they're very busy, and they live in Northeast Maryland, so we want to bring up and introduce Michelle to our show. So welcome to Cover to Cover. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you, Mary. It's great to be here. <laughs> well, we are, um, we are, you know, we want to feature you today and you do several things. You wear several hats. Like it seems most authors the, these days have got to wear several different hats to get noticed in the world of what I find. So any one of you out there listening who have never met Michelle, we are going to tell you a little bit about her. And what I want to ask you first is, did you always want to write stories about the Bible? Did you kind of fall into it? Is, is, or did you start out writing different kinds of books? I've always wanted to be an author since I was a little girl, 10 years old. I remember writing my first novel, never hit the shelves, of course, uh, <laughs> way back when about a girl and her dog, but uh, life happened and, you know, Marriage, uh, well, college graduation, marriage went into my field of journalism. I was a news reporter for several newspapers and on there with a TV station. Uh, went into marketing uh, for several years. Had three kids, uh, got divorced, got remarried, acquired new two stepchildren. Um, but that dream of being an author resurfaced uh, when my daughter was one year old. She's now 26. And I went to write what I thought would be the next great American novel. However, I guess God had a different plan. That novel never made it out there to the light of day. And I went through some a dark phase in my life. And I feel like God 
that still small voice reached out and my genre kind of found me or I was called to write contemporary suspense novels based on Bible stories when I heard that still small voice say, Michelle, you should write a modern day novel based on the book of Job. And one thing led to another and that became my first novel, The Faithful One. Here you are. That's so exciting. You know, it's really important to listen to that voice because I had something happen to me with the voice, if you want to call it, and the nudging, I call it. And today we are featuring Michelle Chenoweth, her new book called The Wise Man. We're so excited about this book. And um, I've been reading the book and it's, she grabs you from the very start, which is always important as a reader and an author and a writer. And um, I know that it's climbing on the charts of Amazon and doing well, isn't it? Because I it saw is. your post about it. So that's so exciting to watch that chart climb, you know, and see who you kind of outnumber and how far you go and everything like that. I'm so glad that you're doing this because, um, you know, the, the stories of the Bible are so important and, and they just all relate to us today. And the lessons are so valid still today. And so for those folks who have a hard time reading the Bible or understanding it, or it doesn't, I don't know, it can't hold their interest long enough. This is really important work that you're doing. So I'm so glad you listened to that little voice (laughs) and that you followed that to do what you're doing. Um, Will you give us a little insight into the story and what are you hoping that, um, you know, folks will take away from this particular story? Because we are talking about a former president, a president, a judge, a a very prominent case that is from our past, but very prominent in in, in today's world for us, because we just went through something, you know, with that being overturned, the Roe versus Wade and how much it's affected everyone. So, you know, what do you hope folks will take away from the book, but give us a little bit of insight into the story. Sure. So it is uh, about a character named Finn Mitchell. He rises up, uh, he's the son of the U.S. president, uh, former U.S. president, Leif Mitchell. And so it's kind of a sequel to The Peacemaker, uh, one of my novels uh, based on David. And so Finn rises to start him in his own right. Uh, he's you know, born of wealth and fame, but rises to, to his own fame in that he becomes a lawyer, then a judge, then rises all the way up to become U.S. Supreme Court justice. And he's on a landmark decision-making case to overturn Roe v. Wade. In fact, go beyond overturning it to completely um, get rid of it. And he's the swing vote in this appeal case. And just like Solomon, which it's based on, the Book of Solomon, uh, you know how Solomon decides between the two women fighting over the baby, right? And is going to take his sword out and cut the baby and, you know, that decides the case. The real mother steps forward. Uh, Finn is uh, hearing a, an appeals case that is has risen up through the courts uh, based on two women fighting over custody of a baby born live out of a late-term failed abortion. And that has risen through, you know, the, the courts because the clinic worker that saved the baby uh, when the abortion went wrong um, has custody of the baby and the birth mother wants the baby back. So it's that battle for custody. And uh, both um, pro-life and pro-choice organizations have taken sides and 
it's a very ripped from the headlines case. So he's he's tasked with with deciding on that. He's known for his wisdom in the case and the decision, and it goes on without giving too much away. Uh, he goes on to become very even more famous, wealthier, and uh, uh, owns an island, a tourist island, where they have a virtual reality system on that island, and it's it's universal. It, it draws people far and wide, and he uh, acquires, you know, he has an empire basically, and. Yet he starts to turn from God. So he marries a woman who has no faith in God. Uh, she's a, a daughter of a, of the, uh, president of, uh, communist China. And, you know, he, he starts to, um, she turns, you know, she turns to, uh, idol, uh, practices as Solomon's women do in the Bible. And, he finds himself turning from God and making some bad decisions and all kinds of chaos erupts. I, I don't want to give too much away, but let's just say um, it's the message, what profit a man to gain the world and yet lose his soul. And so it delves into that overall message. And I feel like all of the Bible stories, uh, especially in the Old Testament, which is what I stick to, uh, a lot of times those stories and books are so hard to read and comprehend, you know, to take away what is the message. I mean, we all know it's the fight over the baby um, and Solomon decides that. But really, what is the message of Solomon overall? So I feel like that's the message. Um, and yet I want to get it across in a really entertain, entertaining, action-packed, uh, suspense, a little romance. That's what I write. So to preach beyond the choir and to bring people that are somewhat familiar with the Bible story, back to the Bible story to really get God's message. Mm. Well, I think you've definitely accomplished that in your books, in this book in particular. I think that, you know, it does grab you from the very beginning and pulls you in and it makes you want to know, okay, what's happening here? What's going to happen next? And that's what we we want to accomplish as writers, as storytellers, and and to teach and educate as well of all that can be woven in then we've kind of done you know you've done you've done your job well and um i think it's fantastic i know that as a mom of a i have two older children and then i have a younger child uh, cuz god said well you were 45 and you look bored and need a baby so that's kind of what happened in my life and so i have a 9 year old <laughs> i have 22 and 19 and uh he you know asks a lot of questions he does go to a christian school so there's the 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 biblical um support and backing and education every single day. So there's a lot of questions that we go through. And when they're younger, you have to kind of pull things apart and what's the easiest way I can teach it. And so I, I you know, I, I love that you're doing this for adults, young adults, anyone who's old enough to understand and read the books is really a great thing to do. Um, so can I, you have a lot going on and you have founded a, your book done right masterclass which I think is amazing because uh, writing is hard. And even when you're a published author, if you're serious about it, you're going to continue to hone your craft. You're going to continue to want to have that education. How can I get better? What can I do to be the best writer I can be? So will you talk to us a little bit about your masterclass? You know, why did you found it? And then what you have coming up for it? And what, what, what can somebody... Um, what can you give us a couple of points about what they can take away from the class? Sure. So you as an author know a lot of writers out there 
uh, we're the fortunate ones that actually get published. A lot of writers have books on their hearts. Uh, they say 80% of Americans, I think, is the figure that have a story to tell, that have a book in them to write. And yet they don't have that knowledge of how to start it, write it, finish it. Uh, they don't have the discipline. Uh, they don't know how to edit it or get an editor, how to get it published, how to market it. So uh, I teach an eight-week course that covers all of that. So how to write, edit, publish, and market your book. And it started out, I, I was an author and I was going to conferences and I had other writers asking me, how did you, you know, get this done? How did you get your book out there? And I started sharing that. So I started to become a speaker. I took Toastmasters, by the way, um, or I'm in Toastmasters, and that helped overcome that fear and, and helped me to be a public speaker. Started to give workshops. Uh, I started to speak to various groups, you know, chambers of commerce, rotary clubs, women, churches, um, and uh, book groups and that type of thing. And then that blossomed into speaking at conferences, giving workshops, keynotes. And I started, I was asked to teach a course at my local college, Cecil College here in Maryland. And I taught uh, to the Lifelong Learning Program, how to write your book. And that eventually with COVID, COVID ended up being a good thing in my case, I guess, in this respect, where it went on Zoom, it went online. And started to attract writers from all over, not just in my area. And I realized, though, that through teaching that, writers always wanted more hands-on. They wanted personal time with me. They wanted editing help. Uh, they wanted me to review their work. And there's only so much time in a day um, or in these classes or workshops at conferences. So I developed that into a full-blown eight-week course where it's an hour and a half each week in a master class, but then there's also personal coaching and editing in between. So it involves that hands-on. I give uh, writing prompts and they, you know, they get feedback from each other in the class, which is a, a great thing. And then they get feedback from me uh, back and forth where they actually get their books done. Mm, that's amazing. Okay. So before we, um, you know, before we wrap up here um, in a little bit, we'll have you tell people where they can find your masterclass and you, and that you do have a new one coming up in January, right? That's the next one starting. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. And if you're just joining us, joining us right now, this is cover to cover. And we are talking to Michelle Chenoweth about her book called The Wise Man. And it's based on the book out of the Bible of Solomon. Um, so what do you think, in your opinion, you've got you've got quite a few books that are already published. You're doing very, very well. You're, you've got your um, masterclass going. In your opinion, what makes for a great book? Wow, that's a great question. I always tell my students and I... Um, feel this way myself, that what makes a, a good book into a great book, just like a good movie into a great movie, is that it has a message that the reader takes away and that the reader feels transformed or inspired or changed, uh, that makes them feel. So it's not just the story, but the message they're left with, the takeaway message, let's just say. So I often tell my writers when they start out, you know, to ask themselves who, what, when, where, why, and how. Of course, I was a reporter, so we asked that <laughs> when we wrote articles. 
Um, you know, who's your book about? Who's your book for? Um, you know, when does it take place? Where? Uh, what's it about? You know, the plot or the table of contents and nonfiction. Um, I teach fiction and nonfiction. Um, how do you write it? You know, you ha- I'm a big believer in that you need a plan and that prevents writer's block that you actually de- like designate um, time as sacred time, uh, no distractions to write and schedule it and so forth. But the main and most important question is why? Why are you writing this book? I mean, what, what, what difference are you going to make to readers out there? There are, you know, a slew of books, millions of books out there now and more and more, more coming out each day. So what, what is going to make your book unique and what is your message that's going to help somebody? And that's, that's what happened for me. So when I wrote the faithful one, it not only helped me through some of those job-like trials and tribulations, I was, Losing my marriage, losing my business, losing my health, lo- felt like I was losing my kids. And, you know, God transformed me in writing that book, um, healed me. But then when I started to speak to others, I realized, um, it was making a difference. Somebody came up to me and said, after reading your book, I decided to go back to church. And I was like, wow. wow. So if my book helped one person, you know, and made a difference, that's, what makes a great book. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you know, you touched on something of those, that trial and tribulation, well, traumatic, you know, period of time in your life that you were going through writing was a catalyst for you. And, you know, that's another thing I think that's super important about writing, whether you get published or you don't get published. If you just write for yourself um, it, through journal or whatever you want to call it, it's so healing to the human spirit and, and for the, for us period, it helps us to get out whatever we're holding inside onto paper. And then it's, we have to, it's sort of like laying down that bag of trash, you know, of all our stuff that's going on, we can lay it down and then we can move on to something else and it helps us to process. So thank goodness for you that you were able to use that as something to kind of help you get through and then produce something that helps someone else. What a blessing that is. Well, thank you. And I want to say the jealous son, which is based on Cain and Abel from Eve's perspective, uh, you remind me of the main character, the Eve character, because she actually has two children, but then one uh, later in life. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. uh, and you know, I, I try to stay true to the Bible story, but totally make it in a very contemporary way because the Bible is full, chock full of real people in real life scenarios. So I try to bring out topics, issues that people can relate to today in a, in a story that with characters that people can relate to today so that they get it. Uh, but issues, I, I bring everything up through my, I had this, uh, the wise man's my fifth novel, but in my five various novels and they're all independent, uh, like deal with topics like divorce and domestic violence and, uh, mental illness and, uh, addiction and just such a variety of topics that I mean, we all face uh, issues today, challenges, hardships. And I just feel like if, you know, if readers can relate, uh, you know, they'll they'll get the message that God's trying to tell us. Absolutely. And, and challenges are even 
uh, so much more now than any of us ever realized that we would be going through for so many of us. The things that never touched certain people uh, have now touched those people and, and really made so many more things global than any of us ever imagined. So, you know, these, these stories are very helpful. I, I, I totally believe that they can, they should just continue educating and helping in so many ways. And I know that's, you know, very, very special to you. Um, can you read uh, like a page or from your book for us? Sure. A little sample. Sure. I'll just start from the beginning. How's that? Hmm. Yes. Okay, the wise man. Prologue. This is all my fault. Ben Mitchell stared in shock as he approached the devastation all around him. Palm trees that once stood regally below his mansion windows were burned down into black stumps. Finn could hear the sirens in the distance as firefighters, rescue teams, and police continued to multiply. Those who'd arrived first on the scene had been fighting the fire for hours and had managed to turn it into a smoldering flame. But the damage was done. It's like they're putting a tiny bandage on a gaping, hemorrhaging wound, he thought. He looked out over the once lush landscape of the island. Now the area looked like a war zone. He gazed out over the smoking ruins of the once towering white marble church, which he named the sanctuary, the largest and most magnificent church in the world. His church, the one he had commissioned to have built, and had himself dedicated one year ago today, now lay in charred ruins. The roof caved, the marble columns singed with soot, the stained glass windows shattered, the golden statues inside melted. He had stepped out onto his balcony hundreds, maybe even thousands of times to see the steeple, his eyes always on the lookout for it with each new dawn. But then he'd replaced the steeple with the huge glaring copper sun that represented Surya, the Hindu sun god one of hundreds of gods worshipped by his wife. Now, even the temple and the gods they had worshipped were all ironically destroyed, gone like all the rest, and it's all my fault. He'd run up to the horrific scene with Sheriff John Dunn, who drove him from one end of the island to the other. The arsonist was clearly after him, and he just hoped and prayed his wife Lee had gotten out of the house in time. Dear God, let her be okay, he prayed, dropping to his knees and sobbing in the smoky, soot-covered dark night. The 30-minute ride in John's patrol car from the north end of the island had been like an eternity. His whole life had flashed before him. He'd had and become everything he'd ever wanted. He was the favorite son of a past president of the United States, had a seat on the highest court in, in the land as a U.S. Supreme Court justice, was one of the wealthiest men in the world, and was now the ruler and owner of the mega-billion-dollar tourist island where he stood. And none of it means a thing, he sadly realized that truth. People have died because of me. Oh, I love your prologue. <laughs> I loved reading that part as well. And it just, I, I mean, it intrigues you because it's like, okay, well, what happened? I've got to go in further. And that's the, I love prologues because it. Thank you. That gave me chills reading it actually. I know, it's not fun. It's so cool. Yeah. So if you got chills, you know, you've done a good job, right? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what is next for you? You know, you've got your, you've got your class coming up the next class. So, um, you know, I'm going to ask people, I, you can go ahead if you want to and tell people where they can find you and, um, you know, with your next class coming up, if you want to, you know, let everybody know the dates and where they can go to register. 
Sure. So my website, they can find out more about my books and me and my classes and my coaching. And I'm also an editor with a couple of publishing houses and, and freelance. So if you need a, a good editor, uh, just okay. visit my website, Michelle. You need, you need an editor. You need Everybody an editor. needs an editor. <laughs> I need an editor. We all need an editor. Yes. Uh, Michelle with one L, Chinowitz, C-H-Y-N-O-W-E-T-H dot com. And for my coaching and classes, you can find it on that website, but it's also a website page, yourbookdoneright.com, if you go right there. Uh, all my books are available wherever books are sold. You can get a signed copy on my website or Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, ask for it in your local bookstores and libraries, and, and they'll get it. Um, and that's where you can find all about me. What's next for me? I'm thinking that my next book, and it's funny hearing you talk about how, you know, there's a lot of anxiety in the world and and just everything's ramped up with this whole pandemic and, and everything we the world has been through. And yet, you know, there's good and bad, the globalness of it all. Um, I'm thinking about writing the next one on Noah, maybe a sci-fi where the ship is maybe a, spaceship they're taking trips to the moon now um if you have enough money and you know just uh build, building that world so one of my books is a murder mystery the Cain and Abel one one is a thriller based on Jonah set in Las Vegas uh, uh the runaway prophet is uh is a thriller with an FBI element and uh terrorist group underground in Vegas uh so uh and, you know, of course, The Wise Man's more like uh, a John Grisham novel, you know, courtroom drama. Uh, I'm thinking this Noah might be a modern day sci-fi. I love it. Oh, my gosh, I love it. And, you know, our, our house was filled with, um, we're also a musical theater family. So all summer was Children of Eden. And if anyone's ever not seen the show or not heard of it, it's the based on the first nine chapters of Genesis. It's got Adam and Eve, and then it goes all the way to Noah. And it's a fantastic, fantastic show. And the music score from it is one of my absolute favorites. So we did the the middle high school version with my older girls music directing and being a lead. And then we did the younger elementary version with my little guy in it. So he's still singing the songs actually. <laughs> oh, so, that's great. Yeah. It's a great production. It's one of my absolute favorites. So, um, you know, thank you for listening to cover to cover today. Thank you, Michelle, for being here. And uh, we hope our listeners get some, have gotten some great tips today. Go grab a copy of your latest book called The Wise Man with Michelle Shinoweth. I am Mary Elizabeth Jackson. And until we are together again for our next episode, have a blessed day. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to close out my word and I'm going to make us bigger full screen here. And here we are. Woo. There we go. Big, big. And, um, <laughs> and then what I want to do is let's do just a little bit talk. We'll, we'll, um, I'll start, we'll talk for just a few minutes or a couple, you know, 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes. It doesn't have to be for long. And then I can use that for advertising. Is that okay? Okay. So I have you us side by side. Is that what you have? Yep. I sure do. Okay. I'm on my, I'm on, I'm right in front of me and you're to my left. So I was probably, I'm to your left, right? But I'll talk to the camera and we're just going to talk a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I thought that first part, so that I was like, I shouldn't look down. I shouldn't look down, but then I just, I, I hope the reading was okay. I just, the reading was perfect. It was perfect. And none of that will be on video. 
You know what I mean? It's going to be all audio. So nobody will see you, Okay. but I'm going to use this part. I'm going to, because what happens for zoom is it downloads the whole thing for me. And then it separates it into audio and then just the recording. So I can take the video and I can use this part for advertising. Okay. And by the way, this is wonderful. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You're great. You're great at what you do. Oh, thank you. I absolutely, you know, this is one thing that every time I I start to think about, you know, is there something else I should be doing? Cause I, I, I've got such a full life and um, with so many different things, being an author, and then I'm an advocate for special needs and disabilities, and I'm still raising a child and he's autistic. And so autism is a, is a very big part of my life. And I have a live stream and this podcast, and I've got other things I do. And I'm like, but I love interviewing people so much. And I love sharing them with the world with others. I, I actually go and do a lot of stuff live. Um, you know, through businesses and doctors and, and like new research and things for families with autism and disabilities. And, you know, I, I get, um, I get very excited talking to folks and sharing their story because we all have stories that are important to share. And you're very good at it. And, um, yes, um, lots of ministry you're doing and wow. Um, and having a podcast is one thing I've never wanted to do or been on my heart. Um, so I have great respect for that, but it's, it's funny. I'm like thinking how God calls us to do different things as along this, the way, like I never thought in a million years, I'd be a teacher, um, <laughs> online. I mean, that's, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, um, I guess we have to just have to be open, but, um, thank you. You did a great job. Oh, thank you. Okay. So and I, I want to go into more speaking than what I'm, what I'm doing and taking, like, we want to take our stories and be able to tell folks, you know, um, because we have testimonies in our life and times that we have been in, in the pit and, and what brought us back, what, what brought our faith back, you know? And so I've got several of those in my life that I do share, um, I've been on at least a hundred interviews. I've been interviewed at least a hundred times in those last through the past year. And so a lot of times that's those stories have come up in the, in the interviews, you know, and, and you don't talk about yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. always talk about it publicly. Thank you. Thank you for nominating me for, I, I am going to be there next Tuesday and I will. Um, yes, that's awesome. Well, after this, I'm going to get on and tell Sherry, I've got a nominate nomination for next year. So <laughs> my, I'm personally nominating you. So anyways, but uh, okay, well here, we'll get started. Hi everybody. Mary Elizabeth Jackson on the new podcast cover to cover. And I have spent today with Michelle Chenoweth, who has just released her new book called the wise men. And it's based on the biblical story about Solomon. So she has felt led and called on her heart to take by stories from the Bible, reimagine them and put them into adventure and fiction and, um, um, let's see, romance, intrigue, and she's talking about sci-fi for her next one. So really excited to uh, share her with you. And the, the we have our episode coming up and it'll be out soon. And Michelle, did you have fun today? Had a great time today. Thank you very much for having me. Okay. Well, you can find Michelle at, I'm going to tell, you can tell everybody where they can find you. Everybody can find me on my website, Michelle with one L, Chinoweth.com. C-H-Y-N-O-W-E-T-H. And also my courses on yourbookdoneright.com. 
Yes. And she has a course coming up in January. So anyone who's looking to be better at writing, doing the job better um, and learning all the things that she's teaching, you can find out on her website about that and then get registered for her course coming up. So thank you so much for being here today. And from cover to cover, we will be here soon again with another amazing author or something about the writing and author world. So thank you so much and have a blessed day. Thank you for being a part of our audience today. Please subscribe, like, and share the podcast with your friends and tune in for the next episode of Cover to Cover for all things in the author world.